Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Wendy. And welcome to the Toasted, Toasted Marshmallow, Marshmallow Adventures Podcast. <laughs> Today on the uh, podcast, we have William Strange. Woo! He is a comedian. He's been on Kill Tony, yeah. um, does stand up all over Las Vegas. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I actually uh, just moved out here in October. So anyway, welcome. Thank you for being here. We're so glad to meet you. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I loved your minute. Oh, yeah. I felt like Tony. <laughs> Tony like roasted you. And I mean, he went at you and you just handled it. I was like, we got to follow this guy. Yeah. <laughs> How nerve wracking was that? Uh, not, not too nerve wracking. I mean, it's like it's just getting roasted like. I've done roasts before. You just kind of uh, sit there and take it. And yeah. I figured like, <laughs> it was better for me not to rebuttal since it's Kill Tony's show. Yes. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen people talk back and it's never good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Were you a big fan of the show? Actually, I never saw it. Like, um, I uh, the first time I ever kind of heard about it was like, uh, was like when I first got out there and started hanging around the comedy store. Yeah. And then I think that was like my third or fourth time signing up and I just went on. So I had no idea what Kill Tony was. Oh, or, wow. Dang. Wow. And so were you living in L.A. at the time? You kind of broke up when you were talking about that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, I originally in 20, January 2020, I moved out to uh, to Los Angeles mm-hmm. and then uh, March the COVID came. So I had to move to Colorado with some family after I lost my job and then I was about to actually go back to Los Angeles, but my friend headlines the LA comedy club in Las Vegas. And I was doing a show in Los, well, I was doing a show in Mesquite, Nevada, which is outside of Las Vegas. And right before I was about to go back to Los Angeles, he was like, don't go back to LA. It's going to be closed for another year. And he helped me get an apartment out here. Oh, That's awesome. (laughs) That's great. Cause I remember on that, that episode you uh mentioned you stayed in the hostel the night before oh yeah yeah oh yeah that's that's a that was fun i like (laughs) i rented out an apart i rent there was like the hostel and out back had like the this guest house and i was renting out the guest house with like another two people and it was funny because like it feels like every other week the hostel was raided by the police oh really wow (laughs) (laughs) So is that like you see in the movies? It's just a bunch of beds in a room or a house out. What's a hostel like? Cause I've never stayed in one. Well, it's like, I mean, like the, the place I was staying at was more of a house, like mm-hmm. inside. Okay. Like the front part was like a converted house. Oh. And there, so you like go in, there was a kitchen and then like they converted most of the other rooms into like bunk beds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Cause only, uh, kind of thing I know of hostels is the movie, and you wouldn't want to stay there at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's like it was everyone's super chill there, except for I guess like a few people were doing illegal stuff, but for the yeah. most part, it's just uh, like don't leave your stuff there if you didn't want to get stolen. Like, I had friends yeah. who I kept all my like important stuff with, yeah. So, you um, weren't scared like staying there by yourself. And uh, it was it was pretty chill. Yeah. How long did you stay there for? I stayed there uh, until I had to move back, move out to Colorado. Mm. Oh, okay. So last March ish. 
Yeah. God, that sucked. Yeah. So you're just hanging with family during the pandemic. Yeah. My brother, like most of my family lives on the East coast, but my brother lives in Colorado. So like when the, when the lockdown finally did happen, he was like, you can just stay at my place nice. and my appointment wasn't coming in. So I just ended up going there. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Now I, with the hat off, I see you shaved your head because yeah. your hair was long before, right? Was it? Did you shave your head? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was long before. <laughs> yeah. I'm going bald too. So I shave mine. So. <laughs> yeah. For the most part, like the only thing that stopped me from shaving my head was laziness. For the longest oh, time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll just shave my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. What was it like uh, being around Michael Rappaport? who has like an opinion on everything. He's a pretty intense yeah, personality. He's super <laughs> charged. It's a, it was actually really funny because I'm actually a fan of Mike Rappaport's. Oh, cool. Like, so it's like, kill 10 years. Like, who the fuck's this guy? Whatever. But and then like Mike Rappaport was around. Oh. So I was like, I'm a huge fan of yours. Oh, and like, I didn't awesome. tell him that, of course. But yeah, it was cool being on that episode. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, did you get... Like when you're being roasted and on the Kill Tony show or just when you're doing roast shows, I mean, do you ever get offended by anything that's said? Mm, not really. No. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, like I started in South Jersey, Atlantic City and Philadelphia and they go, and people go pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, especially in like, like I did things like the comedy genres and stuff. So and more like black rooms and stuff. They'll if you're not doing well, they'll let you know. So it's like one of those things where it's like, eh, sure, wow. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool to get to that place. Yeah, too. Or if you just, I don't know, if you have to think of it like as a game or something. You know, just yeah. going back and forth, moving your pieces, kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, for the most part, it's like he didn't roast my actual joke. So I was like, that means it must have been pretty well. Most of his roasts were just aimed at me. So I was like, eh, I can take people calling me. Calling yeah, me weird. Like, that's true. Yeah. yeah, it was totally about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's what Tony does for the most yeah, part. He yeah, he breaks down to, how like, you look. Cut you and... to the core. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, cool. Or fan, we've seen uh, Kill Tony in person twice. Mm -hmm. yeah. Once in San Francisco and once here in uh, Boise, Idaho. Yeah. So we were actually at Kill Tony Mania in San Francisco. Yeah, that I forget was what awesome. year that was, but and we went to LA to the comedy store one time and we were like, what's this Kill Tony? Oh, yeah. Kind of free show. This is stupid. <laughs> Why would it be free? And so we didn't go. <laughs> yeah, we never went. So since then we've paid twice to go in yeah. other cities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <they're> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't know what it was at the time. So on that show, you taught us about sounding. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, your joke was about finding out what your limit was. Yeah. Your limit was like those zip ties around your balls. <laughs> zip ties and needles. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> was that for real? You you went through that. Well, there was. Well, what happened was it was like we were going back and forth online. It was when I first like kind of started looking at kink stuff. And he was like asking my, and the guy I was with was asking my limits. And I was like, I don't have any limits. And then he started listing off all these. <laughs> and you're like, there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So are you, uh, 
big in the BDSM community? Oh, I mean, I'm big into BDSM, but yeah. not really in the I'm not really in the community. Oh, so gotcha. that's when things get dangerous and whatnot. Okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> Is it uh like a CD realm of people or group or well, I mean, yeah, for the most part, like everyone's in the community to some extent. And like a lot of this, a lot, a lot of the times there are people who, who aren't, they're usually like the ones who you'll find on like CD sites, like there's a Fetster and like collar space and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're usually the people who get more rapey and don't know what they're doing and oh. all that stuff. So, oh, okay. Yeah, you run into a lot of those, like, uh, like the story didn't tell because he's like, what's the weirdest one you want to talk about? And I chose to go with the sounding one. Was there actually was someone who finally put uh, sewing pins like up and down the shaft of my penis and stuff? Oh, and, and sewing uh, he, pins, those are big, right? Yeah, well, not not like knitting needles, but like sewing pins yeah. are like the ones that are just the little on the yeah. top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's those good. guys. Oh, yeah, man. I guess I guess we're like putting them into your skin. Yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah. But uh, but when you start pulling them out. Like just jets of blood start flying everywhere. <laughs> oh no! How did it feel with them in? You liked yeah. it? It was good. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. It wasn't like bad. Bad. It wasn't like. It wasn't terrible. Was it just like, through like the? Was it straight through? Uh, not straight through. It was oh. in enough to have them to have them stand. Oh my! God. Was it more like just the uh, skin or? Well, to have them yeah. stand. That yeah, like enough. Oh, okay. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah, just stand on their own. And you know, I came, and then the guy was like, "We should take these out before there are complications." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't want complications." No, yeah. complications yeah. are bad. <laughs> oh, he took one out and was like, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "What? What?" And I looked down, and there's just blood flying out. And I was like, "Oh, I guess that is bad." Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. Like you're totally good now, though everything functions as it should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything functions as it should. I mean, I've had weird, weird stuff happen. Well, let's hear about it. <laughs> I mean, if you're comfortable. Uh, yeah, I mean, the most recent one, I guess, is in Las Vegas. I was, I did a favor for a comedian out here, and like, and he was like, "Listen, I can get either give you twenty bucks or I can give you Molly." And I never had like Molly before. So he's like, listen, I'm going to give you this Molly on one condition. You take it now because I was about to go up on stage. And he's like, by the time you get to stage, it's going to kick in. Oh so God. I like took the hit of Molly and I got up on stage. I forget exactly what I said. I, it's like all I remember from that set is I was like arguing with a lesbian about anal fisting for some reason. <laughs> like she just kept on going anal fisting. I was like, yes, anal fisting. And then she's like, no, anal fisting. And I was like, yes, anal fisting. And like that's all I kind of remember from all that. But <laughs> like we hit a casino, and right before I went home, he's like, "Listen, Bill, before you, um, before the Molly wears off, you need to have sex because it's going to be the best sex of your life." And so I go back to my place and I go on Grinder, but I'm too lazy to like meet up with anyone, so we just start <laughs> Snapchatting. And yeah. he, and it was like a kink thing, so he's like, "Hey, I want you to to tie a five pound weight to your balls." And I was like, "Well, I don't have a five pound weight." I do have this empty like water jug, so I filled that um, 
tied it to my balls, put it on my bed. He started telling me to do something else, and I forgot the the jug was on the bed. So I start walking, and it falls oh. off the bed and just pulls me down to the floor. <laughs> and I was oh like, I need to call you back. That makes oh, my God. nuts hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Now was this a gallon water jug? Yeah, it was like a gallon water jug. Oh, because oh, I think a gallon of water actually weighs around seven pounds. <laughs> so crap. you went over the five pounds, I think. <laughs> wow. You're you no got an extra two pounds for free. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And That's crazy. Right. You didn't so, hurt yourself. Well, I couldn't. It's like I actually texted my friend who does the LA Comedy Club. And I was like, hey, I think I need to go to the hospital. It was oh. also three o'clock in the morning. So I just was lying on the floor for a little bit. And then like the entire next day, I couldn't really walk that well. And then oh. after that, it got better. <laughs> oh, Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you had these uh, pins oh through your junk, when you pulled them out and just blood starts gushing out, are you freaking out at this point? Or are you just like, eh, it's good we'll put a little bandage on it and keep going i mean we were done like it, and and we were finished so he was taking out the needles and for the most part i would he was freaking out he's like he was like telling me don't panic everything's gonna be fine and i was like eh. i mean if i die i die this is like it's like you're gonna have a fun time explaining this to the police <laughs> right yeah. and you're only what 30 are you 30 uh, yeah. 31 now. 31. Oh, wow. Woohoo. Yeah, 31. If I die, I die. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this time I was like, at this time I think I was like 27-ish when I died with the needle incident. How did you get like that? How did you get that attitude? Because I don't have that. If I die, I die. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have that. <laughs> Where'd you grow up? I grew up in South Jersey in a place called Ocean City. It's like right outside of Atlantic City. Oh, dang. Mm. Is that mm-hmm. a tough area or? Eh, not really. I mean, like Atlantic City is a tougher area, but Ocean City is like a family Christian resort. Oh, dang. Is your family religious? Uh, my father's Irish Roman Catholic and my mom's half Chinese. And she's really into that part of her of her life. But like for the most part, we were Irish Roman Catholic because my dad was. Are you still? Do you practice? Oh no, no, I'm done with all that. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember from Kill Tony, uh, you saying you did the audio and video for some mega church somewhere. Oh, that's right. Oh uh, yeah, that was in, in Ocean City. Is like a family Christian resort. So okay. like one of the big places I had a job was this place called place called the Ocean City Tabernacle, and so. I started doing grounds crew work there. And then they're like, oh, you know how to do audio video. And they just start having me do that stuff. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. Now, um, I remember you said now you hate them um, on the show. But now, do you do a lot of audio and video production stuff now? Uh, yeah, I do from time to time. One of the biggest things I do right now is I film other comedians sets and and they pay me to send it out to them. So oh. that's a. That's kind of a side hustle thing that I'm working on. Nice. That's smart. If you're there, what the heck? Yeah, I'm there. And it also gets me favors. Like I've done so many people's things that they're like, yeah, if you need a spot on our show, just let us, let us know. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I was looking, uh, now do you have, I was looking for you on YouTube trying to find some stuff and I found a William Strange on there. 
uh, with some videos from like five years ago from some birthday party. Is that your page? From some from a birthday party. Yeah. Oh, is it a comedy birthday thing? Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was. Yeah, that, I guess that is my like. That is my page. Okay. Like, you haven't been there since the birthday, the YouTube page. Well, I have like, I have like two different YouTube pages. I have some stuff on, and then might be the dress pants productions page, if not the. And for the most part, I have some stuff that's like public, not like a ton, a ton of stuff. Just because, like, I stuff I don't use anymore, one-offs. Like, I think I have, uh, I think I have some of my sets from from China and Singapore up there, and then like some of the and like some other jokes. And I'm just like, I'm not going to use these anymore. But it might be. I'm not sure if that's on that YouTube page. Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't look through all the videos. You went to yet. China and Singapore. Uh, yeah, uh, my first year in comedy. Uh, the guy who does the, the LA Comedy Club, Butch Bradley, had a club in Atlantic City that I did, and he liked me, and I did audio video stuff, and he's like, hey, if you want, uh, he's like, I'm touring through, it was Israel, China, Singapore, Malaysia. Oh, my he's God. Like, yeah, he's like, you can come, everything will be paid for, and you'll get $7,000 at the end of it, oh, and I just wow. opened for him while he was going through, while he did that. Oh, cool. Wow. I'd be like, yes, yeah. like there's no downside. Yeah. All oh my right. God, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So how long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, it's been five years this past April. And what made you decide to get into it? Uh, really, I was uh, at home one night and my friend said, hey, there's an open mic uh, for stand up comedy in Atlantic City. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure. And that's kind of how I got started. <laughs> so did you did go you, up on stage yeah. that first time? Uh, yeah. The first was like, he went like the week before. He told me to come out. And then I went up that week and did my own thing. Did you have something prepared or just you winged it? I mean, I had a little bit prepared. Like, I think the first joke I told was there's this Hasidic Jew guy that I always used to hang out with. and he And he was like... I don't know if this is just the culture or if he was just a dick, but he like he like he would do things like he'd always hit on women and stuff that weren't he he always made sure they weren't Jewish and he'd like do really like seedy shit. He'd be like, "Hey, will you blow me for a hundred bucks and stuff?" And he would always get into like fights over stuff like that. So I talked about that a little bit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I don't know if that was his culture or if he was just a dick. That's a great yeah. quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never know these days. I know. <laughs> because, well, because he always made sure they weren't Jewish. He's, it was something about, uh, what is it? Uh, I forget what they call non-Jewish people in Jewish culture. And so, but it was like, uh, they couldn't be Jewish. And they were just like, they were, and they were like other women. And he would go out and he'd hit on them. Damn. And he'd be a real dick about it. He's like, dude, it's really hard to defend you when you're like, when you go up to someone's girlfriend in front of them and offer like a hundred dollars to get to blow you. Yeah. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to draw the line somewhere, dude. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> so is, uh, is comedy like your goal? You want to be uh, an established comedian or you want to be an actor or what's your, what's your goals here? Yeah. For the most part, comedy, comedy is my goal. Like it'd be fun to write more and stuff like that, but uh, comedy is really what I 
what I'm like looking to get into. Yeah. I guess I did have um I was actually in a movie like my well my friend made a movie over quarantine that mm-hmm. I was in and apparently now he's getting distribution rights on that so I can oh, actually that's be- awesome. So I can actually like hey I was in a movie it's like don't watch yeah. it it's not that great. Can we but- see it somewhere? <laughs> um I might I think he he had it up on Amazon, but he had, I think he had to take it down because of the distribution thing. Okay. But it's called uh, Kings of Rap. Okay. And, uh, and basically, I just play a, a conspiracy theorist called Deep State Danny. And I go around and I talk about like different government conspiracies. And I have an OnlyFans. So at one point, like the entire audience just out of nowhere gets to see me like naked. Ah. <laughs> That was the OnlyFans just in the movie, or do you have an actual OnlyFans? Oh, it's just in the movie. Oh, okay, gotcha. I should get an OnlyFans. You so should, dude. Yeah, you totally should. You would be a, a totally separate genre. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I bet you could make a lot of money, honestly. <laughs> I've I actually like thought my- about it. Like, wh- what parts on me could I sell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think mine will be just... Uh, close up on my buttholes with uh, with like different mustaches like edited over. Oh them. my god, that'd be amazing! Yeah, a, I'm sure there's a group for that. There's seriously an audience for that. Yeah. People would pay. Yeah, <laughs> you know there is. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Like if you had just different types of mustaches, you have a Fu Manchu. <laughs> you know, maybe one day you do a Hitler. Another day you do a. I want to see like a. I don't know any other types of mustaches. Pink. I want a pink mustache. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even do for like my for the people who pay a little bit more have a must have a butthole theater where they're all just a bunch of gentlemen buttholes talking back and forth to each other. <laughs> yeah, do great. it. <laughs> oh geez. Oh my god! I think you could become rich doing that. I'd be able to. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously think that's what people are looking for. Masterpiece theater with buttholes. (laughs) (laughs) What if he does? Yeah. What if he's just like a millionaire, like a year from now? Because he's like butthole. Talking butthole with James Lipton's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Then once a year we do a we do some sort of productions of Roger and Hammerstein's production once a year for the like a hundred dollar (laughs) subscribers. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. <laughs> Seriously. This might be a million dollar idea. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. But I, I feel like, yeah, there's people out there. Yeah, there's there's an shit. audience somewhere. Oh, definitely. And yeah. you could definitely have an OnlyFans. If you're going to put shit in your junk, yeah, people are down for that. Yeah, I feel so. like, yeah, you could fill a niche or a mm-hmm. niche. Yeah, whatever that's called, whatever that's pronounced. Yeah, and I think I have a friend who has an OnlyFans, and she always complains. She's like, people, she's like, I'm getting less and less subscribers. And I'm like, dude, all you do is post pictures of yourself in lingerie. It's like, you gotta, it's like, that's what everyone's doing. You gotta, you gotta do something, go against bit. the herd, against the fold if you want to get like, yeah, the yeah. Big numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so. Plus, what did you hear? I just heard recently that Catch Me Outside girl got uh, started an OnlyFans like a couple weeks ago, and yeah, she's like, rich from that. yeah, like shut the thing down because she has so many <laughs> views or pay pays. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
You'd just be nuts and yeah. make a million dollars now. Yeah, she was just this rebellious kid and she's making a living off of it now. Wow. Yeah, it's like, well, she I know the whole Bella Thorne thing where she shut down OnlyFans, but then OnlyFans had to deliver a bunch of uh a bunch of refunds because she promised nudes and then she didn't post nudes and then oh, everyone was like, I hadn't oh. heard that part. I didn't know yeah, she like her. Deliver. Yeah, that's like the that's why like all the porn performers and stuff got pissed at her because ever since then OnlyFans limited how much you can actually give them. Oh, so like cool. she fucked over so many porn performers and stuff like that. And oh, then her wow. then her whole apology was, Oh, I was doing it to bring uh I was doing it to bring a public face to the porn industry. And all of them were like, No, you weren't, you were just being a fucking like stuck up bitch who wanted some money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you were doing it for yourself. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Dang. <laughs> Jeez. So, what is your uh, relationship status now? Single, married, boyfriend, girlfriend? Oh, no, I'm single. Oh, single, okay. right? Mingle that whole fun stuff. <laughs> nice, nice. When was your last relationship? Uh, like relationship, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Your voice got really high. Yeah, went up a couple <laughs> So you're not down. Are you? You're just. You're not looking for like a long term thing. No, not really. Like, like okay. closest thing to a relationship I had in like the last, I guess, few years was right before I moved out to Los Angeles, and I was like, this will just last for a month, and then I'm gonna be gone. So there was that, and it was with someone that was way too young they were like 20 years old living in a dorm room and i was like this is weird as fuck like every time like every time i'd leave their dorm room I'm like this is fucking weird yeah, <laughs> right. but you kept going back yeah but it wasn't anything serious i was like eh, some college kid living in a living off of their parents money in like a dorm in a dorm with a bunch of other kids it's like this wasn't going to be serious and i was looking to leave anyway so i was like eh. Is that what you do, though? You you're not. I mean, you're trying to like find people that can't commit. Kind of, you don't want to commit. Uh, yeah. For the most part, I guess I'm looking for non-committal stuff. Yeah. Because that's weird. That's weird. Like I I dated a dude with a kid once. So I was like, ew. It's like what? That's what. Like he had to actually cancel once because he was like, yeah, my kid's home sick from school, and I was like, oh, don't. Don't say you're a father. That's weird. <laughs> I do understand that. Yes. So <laughs> like, she has no kids. No, I actually have two. Like so, pretty much never wanted them. Never wanted them. <laughs> like, why would I do that to society? Yeah. I don't need to pass this on. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how I feel? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's to each their own and stuff. But it yeah. also didn't help that he was like an old father. Like he was like he was. Like he was, he was like up there in his like mid fifties, and his kids were in kindergarten. And my dad's like sixty something, so he was like, so he was right in that ballpark of being almost as old as my dad. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, weird. I was yeah. like, no, this this is too surreal for me. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, I don't think you should be able to be allowed to have kids past your like past like thirty nine. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of our friends have kids in their 40s i think by your 40s you should realize you do not need to have kids like it's over just there's too many people yeah there is is. like we're done 
good. Yeah. <laughs> Idaho just passed some crazy anti-abortion law. <laughs> yeah. We shouldn't get into all that right now, but uh, let's see. Um, We're going to pass a pro-abortion law. It's like, you're too old for kids. We're taking them. Yeah, yeah yes. right. Yeah, they yes. should. Yeah. You just stick right. your vacuum cleaner up there. It's like, shh, okay, you're done. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh okay, God. this is a quote from your Instagram. Oh, yeah. You people, have some fucking good quotes, dude. People need to learn more, or people need to learn about glory holes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Elaborate. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's because. Like one of my main stories, that I'm like I had like my original like type five and stuff that I used to showcase and opener and stuff was oh, was that well it started with that BDSM stuff and it rolls into another BDSM joke and I've just been tired of doing that so I have one five minute story that's all just about the first time I ever visited a glory hole and ah. was it in the Minneapolis airport? Oh no, it was it was in South Jersey. It was at this porn this porn uh, shop called called red barn that was a 20 minute drive away from my house and, and you heard about it prior you obviously somebody was well, like there's a glory hole well like a uh, back in this back in those wild days it was 2009 so craigslist was still up with the with oh, the casual okay. encounters and stuff um, and if you're ever on gig craigslist they're just pages upon pages dedicated to glory holes no matter where you go they'll be like there was actually there's actually one uh, advertisement for a glory hole that was more in like that was more North Jersey that was way too far to drive. But this guy <laughs> built a shed in his backyard and he just drilled a hole in it. And he's like, come by, stick your dick and get it sucked and leave. Holy like, crap. So if it's not an establishment, I, they, they wow. find a way. One dude, <laughs> he could just be doing that all day. Yeah, you just gotta get get yourself a shed. We have two sheds. Well, Glory we could be making way more money. Yeah. You, but you didn't. It's not a pay thing, right? It's free. Well, depending on where you go, like the porn shops, you have to pay to get into the porn booths and oh, stuff okay. like that. But, but like, like this shed was that free? Yeah, yeah, he's like send a pic of your dick and then come over. Oh my god! <laughs> so you did. Oh, never! I never did his. Oh. I did Red Barns. There's another place called the Berlin News Agency that I frequented sometimes. Uh, there was like a rest stop. I forget. I forget exactly where it was that I went. Like it, that I went to twice. But yeah, there were like places around you could were go. Were you scared when you? I would think, what if somebody does something mean to my? dick on the other side well wait uh, it depends on which side you're on too yeah i was on the receiving end so i was the one putting mouse traps on people's dicks oh <laughs> i mean do you mean literal mouse traps well you see what i do is i just sit there and start singing it's a zany action it's a crazy contraction the fun is hatching it's mouse trapping bam <laughs> <laughs> all right all right <laughs> I've not been exposed so, to this world. No, before. but you know our what was it? Idaho's what do you oh, call it? He's the one that got yeah. He like got caught in the Larry Minneapolis Craig, airport. I think? Yeah, Larry yeah. Craig. Yeah, he's like it was a Minneapolis airport bathroom, and they like touch feet, and that's when they know something was going to go was down. Going down, yeah. Yeah, and he totally denied it. He's like, "There's not a glory hole in the Minneapolis airport." <laughs> oh really? Is that yeah. I didn't know the whole. Yeah, it was story. a whole big thing. Wow. 
Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, for the most part, you go in, you put your finger in, someone's like, okay, I'll put my dick in. And then you can have, then hilarious hijinks can ensue. You can, because they don't know what's on the other end. Yeah. So you can do things. So you never meet the person. It's always anonymous. Yeah, it's always anonymous. There's this one gay comedian actually out here in Las Vegas. And he talks about, he told me about how he used to go to glory holes. His name's Tyra Berry. He's like a really funny guy. And he would like uh, go to bathhouses and he was kicked out because he would put his lighter up to the holes to see who was on the other side. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God, he's kicked out. <laughs> That's hilarious. Sheesh. Sheesh. And uh, let's see here. I'm just looking at my notes. What? Uh, oh, another quote from your Instagram. I think it was people are something about vegans. The, the truth, truth about, about vegans. vegans or something like that. Oh, yeah. That people another joke. And FYI, he made me go vegan for like three months. And I it did sucked. It. And I mostly only ate Oreos and something else. Nutter butters because you know? they're vegan. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, Oreos are vegan. I thought that they were made with horse by or like hoof byproducts. Oh, shit. Well, if they are, then we, we weren't vegan up. for a few months. <laughs> yeah, and we thought we were. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know Doritos, I know Doritos aren't vegan. Uh, uh, Starburst aren't vegan. Like a surprisingly high amount of things aren't vegan. I was like, oh, they should be vegan. And they're Yeah, totally I thought not. I read that Oreos and Nutter Butters were vegan because but... they have no like actual food in them at all. <laughs> yeah, they're like carpet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they might, yeah. Oreos might be one of those. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's a, that's actually yeah about another story. Because I had a friend who turned vegan, and she was like kind of, and she was a real dick about it. They tend and, to be, and we were. <laughs> because I, I remember I was hanging out with her one time, and I was having a bowl of broccoli and cheddar soup, and she like got angry at me, and she's like, ah, "Bill, what are you eating?" I was like, you know, broccoli and cheddar soup. And she's like, Bill, do you have any idea how many cows were raped to bring you that soup? And I was just like, I don't know, anywhere between zero and one. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not a prerequisite to get into the dairy industry is to fuck cows. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then doing off on one tangent one time about she's like having eggs every day for breakfast is as bad as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day oh my god and i was like you're gonna have to like come up with some proof on that one and she sent me to a website that was a vegan website and the very first headline at the top of the page on this website said meat industry the second holocaust oh Uh, (laughs) damn my god she's intense (laughs) wow you have lived a really interesting life for 31 yeah so So do you travel around and stuff or do you have a home base or yeah for a while my home base was in new jersey then briefly los angeles now here in vegas but like I've gone to Canada, I did just for laughs. Like unofficially, I did just for laughs. Unofficially in, in Montreal, is that the yeah. one? Yeah, the one. It's actually funny how that happened because I had a friend who just got out of the Air Force, and he came over to me. He's like, "Hey, my I have a friend up in Canada who's doing a comedy show," and he's like, "He said I could come up with a friend and do some guest spots." 
you want to go up and do it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, I think there's some sort of festival going on up there. I was like, oh, okay. God, like the biggest festival of all. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny because we were at like we were at um we were at an open mic and I was saying, Yeah, I think it's a part of some festival. A bunch of people are like, Are you talking about just for laughs? I'm like, No, no, it's not just for laughs. I don't think it's just for laughs. It's like, yeah, I think it's wrapping up before you get out there. Then we get out there and it's just for laughs, and we're like, Oh, okay. Oh my god, how amazing was that? It was fun. Well, it was no, it was so much fun to be a part of, but just for laughs too is so big. It's like so our show was in like the basement of the hostel, and like down the street, this YouTube uh this one YouTuber Jack Septicai had like a whole fucking like a huge like sold out venue, and us down the street we're in the basement of a hostel. (laughs) (laughs) They were like they were like you were there. Yeah, no, it was it was it was fun to do. It was so. It was then, do you stay and watch all the comics? And yeah, we walked around a bit. It's it's crazy because the entire festival is just like full of comedy. Like there are outdoor tents with just people set up. There was like this gazebo where there were like mimes, just like all just like doing mime activities. <laughs> it was like it was like different types of comedy from all over the world, and it was just really cool to like go out there and see it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I've only heard about it. Yeah. I would love to go sometime if it's still going to happen with COVID, oh, COVID and all that. Yeah. Are things opening up for you like to be able to work? Oh yeah. Vegas has been at 25% capacity since I've been here. Okay. So there have been shows and stuff like that. And it recently went up to 50% capacity. And now you only have to be three, three feet away from people. And then in like a week or so, it's going to be at 80%. So it's like, so Vegas is rushing to get back open. And like my friends, like old shows are starting back up again. And people are like, and people are talking about introducing me to people from the Laugh Factory and Jimmy Kimmel's club. And like, so it's like, (laughs) yes. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have any plans on going to austin like a lot of LA everybody's moving are. and rogan is opening that place i had club, no yeah. intentions of going there until rogan said that and then, now i'm thinking fuck maybe we it, have to isn't that like isn't that also like a isn't he like opening another comedy store out there because they were talking about like I think the comedy so. store is actually like going back and forth with him about it or something yeah some kind of comedy club is what yeah. i've heard i don't know but Everybody's going. Yeah. I mean, the thing with uh, with Vegas is that, like, I've talked to people who are in, like, Texas and stuff, and they're, like, the big thing about that is it's mostly a hub for already established comedians. Uh, where And the Vegas comedy scene is so, like, new, and it's still, it's still so young mm-hmm. that <laughs> you're getting comedians who's, like, their second, third year, and they have shows and stuff they're doing. So there's like more opportunity to grow rather than uh, opportunity to work. Yeah. We just had on Bill DeGilio, who is on Polly Shore's Random Rants. And yeah, yeah. And he moved to Vegas from L.A. in the pandemic. Polly Shore's out out here now. Yeah. 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 Comedy club and like his like one of his uh, one of his like uh, sidekicks, I guess. Uh, Mike Tran is out here. Yes. 
Yeah, he does stuff with him all the time on his podcast and shit. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I just started following Mike Tran because he's hilarious. Mike, I don't know who <laughs> yeah. Mike Tran is yet. Yeah, I'll have to learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Vegas, this past weekend, we were at Wise Guys in Salt Lake City to see Mark Normand, um, and they're opening a club in Las Vegas. Wise Guys? Wise Guys oh, is, cool. yeah. Good place. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to have a new comedy club there soon. And they did our temperature going in. Mm-hmm. Was that it? And yeah. masks. And then once you sat down, it was just two space two. And I was like, fucking awesome. Yeah. It We're back, bad. baby. You know, kind of. Mm-hmm. It just, it was so awesome to be at a show. And it wasn't until like halfway through that I was like, oh my God, we are at a comedy show. <laughs> I like didn't. I, I thought it would be some monumental, like, oh, my God, here we are. Yeah, well, we this was our first comedy show um, since the pandemic yeah. started. So we had last May of 2020, we had, Tickets we planned, we had a week vacation plan to go to Hollywood and hit all the yeah. uh, comedy clubs there. And then the pandemic hit and we couldn't go. Fuck the whole thing. Yeah. So it was awesome. I'm so glad you guys are getting back to it because we made it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that like Los Angeles is kind of going to be dead for a while for comedy because people have realized it's like people have moved to Arizona, Texas, and then Las Vegas. And all three of those places, like the, the, the cost of living is so low Mm -hmm. and almost like become decentralized for the entertainment industry now that they're like we can move to these places where we don't have to pay as much and still yeah. try to do this shit yeah so there are some hardcore comedians who are like we're staying in los los angeles and riding it out but a lot of the other places since it's be- especially with joe rogan leaving and Polly Shore leaving and stuff eh, it's become so decentralized now that people are starting to be like well we don't have to go to like new york and we don't have to go to los angeles like we can live in places where we're not like always on the brink of poverty now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's really. like halfway ish to both shores. Yeah. I mean, they're talking about like they won't have to travel as far as long. You know, <laughs> it is kind of awesome. And the taxes are way better in Austin, apparently. Oh, compared Vegas to is killing them. California, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so who do you follow? Like who are your favorite comedians? Because we're like into yeah, Kreischer and Segura and yeah. Mark Norman. And- yeah. Who are your influences? <laughs> yeah. It is, it's weird because I have comedians I liked, but I never wanted to be a stand up comedian until like my friend was just like good to this open mic. So I never had like a stand up comedian who made me go, I want to do stand up. Oh, yeah. Wow, okay. I like, I do like uh, Tom Segura. Yeah. Uh, Norm McDonald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get told I look like Tom Segura. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. So, Norm McDonald, anyone else? Uh, there's like fucking, like, who couldn't? Because again, it's like then there are like comedic actors who I really like, like, like Mike Rappaport, who I was really into for a while. Yeah. But then, of course, there's like, uh, of course, there's Is that how like, you say it, Rappaport. I think it's Rappaport. Oh, shit. I was saying Rappaport. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, there's like Dave Chappelle. I was really into uh, Maria Bamford for a while. (laughs) Oh, Maria Bamford. Yeah. I remember seeing her years ago on, it might have been Comedy Tonight on PBS. 
so many years <laughs> oh, ago no. when I was a kid. It's the first time I saw Brian Regan as well was on Comedy Tonight. And I don't know if he still does, but his brother, uh, some Dennis Regan, I think, did comedy at the time. And they were both on the show. Huh. Yep. Fun fact. anyway (laughs) i'd see number 11 on our notes is festivals you put that in what are you talking about well i think you talk i just wanted to know what festivals you've been to so you've been to the one in montreal which is massive yeah i've ever done like south by south have you ever done skank fest i've i've not so over the over the quarantine someone said i should submit to stank fest because i was doing a lot of zoom shows and stuff like that and one person was like give me a video i want to give it to uh big jay ogerson or whatever but that never that ne- i mean i don't know if he forgot or if it just never went anywhere so <laughs> that kind of never kind of faded away uh, but, oh, it's every year yeah it's, i guess wow. it's like i could like submit or whatever like and myself do you know they do a naked show Oh, I mean, yeah, it sounds like they're like underwear shows out here and stuff. So I assume there'd be like a naked show somewhere. Yes. And it's kind of on the DL. But once you get in, it's like super awesome, I guess. But you got to be naked. But I feel like you might be down for that or a little bit. okay. Yeah, I'm fine with getting naked. I remember like one time someone tried to actually guess technically three times. But the only one that would really stick that is someone tried to blackmail me with nudes one time. And oh. I remember the first the first time it happened, I was so like scared, like, oh my god, this guy has pictures of me naked. It's like when I sat there and I really thought to myself, I was like, Do I really care? Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, like, I mean, go ahead, post them on go the for it, dude. If someone wants to see me naked, it's like, there you go, they're out there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's a good mentality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what would you consider like your genre of comedy? Uh, I mean, I guess people keep on telling me that I'm dark and dry. So I guess like, I guess dark. It's like, I, it's, okay. it's weird because I never see what I talk about as dark. And then people are like, you're dark. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Is it dark though? So I guess like dark and dry. Okay. Yeah. Well, if it's I don't your know about dry, but maybe shocking, like <laughs> surprising. Yeah, like sounding most of us had never heard of. Yeah. No, I didn't know that you know, was a you... thing. So. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. I just talk about my life. I talk about Which what's awesome. Real. And if That's these, good. if this liberal media can't handle what's what's real. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I think I think that's what drew me to you was like he was he's totally talking about his real life. Yeah, like, it was just and that's real. Cool. Yeah. And honestly, we struggle to do that because we both have parents that are alive that yeah. like are judging like, us. I'm sure my dad will probably turn this episode off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Once we right, said yeah. if we ever said junk or penis, his yeah. dad turned it yeah. off. Yeah. Actually, like my my mom low key disowned me for like a for like a little while because she, <laughs> it was during the pandemic. I, it's like I purposefully don't at like whenever it was in the area where they could go to, I purposely didn't advertise because I don't want that headache. But I got on this one show and they're like, okay, if you're gonna do the show, you have to tell your glory hole story. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And 
And then she just messages me out of the blue. Hey, so I see you have a show. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have a show. And she's like, your father and I are coming. I'm like, how the ah! fuck are you going to come? It's like, it's all the way out in Los Angeles. So I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's a Zoom show. And I was like, well, I'm not changing it. So I go up, I do the glory hole story. My dad was surprisingly okay with it. Like, I thought he'd freak out the most about it. Yeah. But then my mom just calls me. She's like, I can't support you. Uh, your comedy anymore and then just doesn't talk to me for a month and i was like whatever oh that's brutal i'm okay with it like but not talking to you for a month yeah <laughs> maybe your dad had been to a glory hole <laughs> <laughs> no it's like he's following in my footsteps he's like ah oh, red barn i remember red barn <laughs> yeah, yeah right exactly. yeah been there the good old days yeah. <laughs> they still make you buy the tokens it's like <laughs> Oh, uh, hopefully it wasn't your dad's shit through the glory hole. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Stop Sorry. It. Anyways, I've been drinking. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. I want you to ask, what was the last oh. that other? Oh, is there anything that would surprise us from you? Are you holding anything back? Anything that would surprise I mean, I talk about basically every, it's like, I try to, I try to test the waters with just about anything yeah. that I do and stuff. So, I mean, I'll talk about like what I think on subjects and what's happened to me. And the only time I don't like talk about stuff or when I talk about it and I see people get depressed instead of, instead of like laughing and I'm like, okay, this story might be a little too depressing. I'll hold oh, that off and not talk about it. Okay. So, wow. I'm like super open with just with like everything. And it's like wow. that's the so I test the waters and if basically it doesn't make people laugh, I'm like, whatever. I just like set that to the side. Yeah. Wow. How did you get to be like that? Because we struggle to be like who we are. How do you yeah. and you're way younger? I'm 51. What Chris is open. 47. Yeah, yeah, like like be who you're supposed to be. Like yeah. I think most people hide stuff. And I feel like you're living your authentic self. I mean, growing up, like, I mean, growing up, like, I don't know, my, my dad was like, kind of like, I, I mean, he was, he wasn't, he wasn't bad. He, he, he acted like a kid who shouldn't, who was like now a parent. So whenever he'd get upset, he'd do stuff. Like he just yell at us for random things. And he'd like hit us. Like one time I tickled him, he just twisted my arm behind my back and like, oh, like, almost popped it out of its socket and stuff like that. But I mean, at the, I mean, at one point, if you just call someone stupid and like, if you just call someone stupid and like worthless and stuff like that enough, eventually you're just like, eh, so I am. So there's a, so so it's almost like I lost my shame through just constantly being told like how little I was worth growing up. Wow. And see, yeah, I had a similar childhood, but like I, it, affected me a totally it may be like a controlling person trying to like control my surroundings so you took it and like used it for yeah. your benefit i mean Kinda that's awesome free, yeah yeah it freed you almost yeah, yeah it made me more like oh i can't do xyz because i'm yeah. gonna get hurt yeah yeah that's interesting yeah. wow for the most part no when i was with him it's when i lived there i was like no terribly afraid to do anything 
Mm-hmm. But like once I left, they, I was just that mentality of I'm a fuck up anyway, so might as well. It's like, wow. No, and I don't see you as a fuck up at all. I see you as like somebody living your true self, which is admirable. Seriously, dude, you're doing you, which I love. That's amazing. Yeah. Because I I could almost like I'm tearing up, honestly, because (laughs) like not a lot of people can do that shit. No, yeah. no, ev- like everybody's hiding stuff. And I don't feel like you are, which is awesome. So do you. Yeah, it's very kudos. cool. And we love it. So yeah, not even those three guys I killed last night. Like, right. Just- yeah. I mean, that was the last question. Like, how many people have you killed? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you're. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to divulge this on the Toasted Marshmallow Adventures podcast, do you? That you're a serial killer? Wait, not, hey. only did I, not only did I kill them, it was premeditated. Oh, shit. Oh, nice. premeditated. Oh, well, that's you go. That's to our work. favorite kind. Yeah. Locked up for life for that. <laughs> so. Thank well, you so yes, much. It's been awesome. What do you go by? Is it's not William? Is it is Bill it? or William? Billy? I go by. I don't really mind either way. People brought me up William, Bill, Billy. So oh, I, cool. I don't with any of them. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for chatting I love with meeting us. You. It's been great. You like are we watched cool you human. on Kill Tony. We yeah. checked out your Instagram and yeah. all the uh, stuff on there. Well, not all of it, but a lot of it. Um, so <laughs> How yeah, can thank people you. Find you. Yeah, I guess like I guess the easiest way would be just follow me on Instagram. I guess that would be what is it, William N P Strange? Is, yeah, I think that's it on. I think that's it on Instagram. I yeah. guess would be the best way to follow me. And if they and, want to see you live, go to Vegas. Yeah, I get up. I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna start getting up more at the L.A. Comedy Club. I do like their local shows out in Vegas, like at the Griffin Lounge that are have a bunch of super cool comedians that I'm going to start going to more. There's Rick's Rolling Barbecue in Vegas. There's uh, there's like so many great uh, so many great venues out here that I frequent that are awesome. Saturday night or Friday nights at midnight. I sometimes go up again at L.A. Comedy Club at the stupid town run by this comedian Gooch. Yeah, so ever out in Vegas, check out one of those shows. I'll probably be on one of them. Nice. Awesome. If we ever get to Vegas, we'll definitely check and that out. And if you out. ever get to Idaho, call us. Yeah, send yeah. us a message. We've yeah, got some, let us know. You could hook up with Nate Ford. He's a comedian here. Yeah, we've interviewed you on him here. a couple of times. Yeah. So, so I don't know. It'd be cool to see you. Cool to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. It's a, it was, it's a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun doing your podcast. It's always nice to meet, like, other comedians or people just in the comedy community yeah. and stuff. Super down. Yeah, we're big fans, big <laughs> yeah. stand-up fans. Yeah, so are. I mean, we travel to go see stand-up. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. We're gonna get out of here. Um, so let's do our outro. All right. All right. I'm signing out. I'm signing off. I'm Chris Adams. Right. Wendy Mosier. Hashtag get toasted. Stay toasted. And thank you so much. Thank you. Train. You rock. I really thank you. Thanks. I hope I meet you someday. In person.